In this edition of Locked On Capitals, I am joined by Ben Raby of Caps Radio and Caps this morning as we talk about this crazy day for the Washington Capitals. Yes, the Washington Capitals go out and get their A-list name netminder. The Washington Capitals get Darcy Kemper. Let's talk about that next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check that out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. All right, in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we are joined by Ben Raby of Caps Radio and the Caps This Morning podcast. Ben, thank you for joining us today. Hey, Dan, good to be with you. So a crazy day for the Washington Capitals as they go out and they swing for the fences and they get their big whale. They get Darcy Kemper. What were your thoughts when the Washington Capitals signed Darcy Kemper? Well, I think first off, Dan, it's the, the big picture acknowledgement of a change in the guard, if you will, in goal and the decision to move on not only from Vitek Vanacek, as we saw last Friday, but then the decision not to issue a qualifying offer to Ilya Samsonov. In other words, to kind of clean slate, start with a clean slate in goal and then to add an undisputed number one in a Stanley Cup champion in Darcy Kemper, and then to complement him with more of a traditional backup in Charlie Lindgren. I'm excited to see, and I think there's excitement around the team in terms of the tandem, and obviously Kemper getting the headlines, as he should, at five years and more than $5 million per season, but a guy who carried a very big workload with a terrific Colorado Avalanche team last season, a guy who has shown what he's capable of and acknowledged himself earlier today when we spoke to him that he's excited. He's looking forward to joining another team with, uh, with winning expectations and, and expectations to contend here in Washington. But certainly uh, I, I, I'm interested to see how it plays out just in terms of a team that feels it needed an upgrade in goaltending. It wasn't willing to wait. It wasn't willing to be patient still with Samsonov and Vanacek. That ship had sort of sailed and, to turn the page and to be able to welcome in uh, a guy like Kevner, I think bodes well here into the season. How much better did this Washington Capitals team get this year? Um, we like to put a lot of the blame on Sam Sonoff and Vanacek, but if you look at the series with the Panthers, I think that ultimately Ilya Sam Sonoff kept them in the game. With Darcy Kemper at the helm, is this team capable of making it to the playoffs? And if they are, are they able to make it past the first round? Well, I think that the goaltending position is better today than it was a few weeks ago, we'll say. And to your point, and that's a good point, that Ilya Samsonov showed himself well in the postseason. I thought if Ilya Samsonov was going to come back next year, 
that the, would be that he could potentially the strong postseason against Florida. Now that said, despite that being a very big stage, of course, of the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, the sample size, you're talking about a few games there, whereas I think the larger body of work the previous few seasons, there were ample opportunities, both for Samsonov and for Vanacek, to at times potentially take a stranglehold of that number one job, and it just wasn't consistent enough, right? Every time you thought one of them was putting himself in position and showing flashes of being a number one goalie, an undisputed number one. Uh, those inconsistencies would creep in and, and there would be an inevitable letdown and, you know, sort of coming back to the, the means a little bit. So uh, the, the position I feel is, is, is better. Is the team better today than it was a few weeks ago? Well, you have to factor in the health. And I think that's going to be the big question going into this season. And, and maybe you get a Kempner. You, you're potentially going to need Kempner to maybe keep you in more games and maybe steal some more games early on in the season when you consider the long-term absence of Backstrom in addition to having to begin the season without Tom Wilson. You're still without Carl Haglin. So you're dealing with the injury bug right off the bat. So the team's going to be in a tough spot to start the season but here's hoping from their perspective, Kepner can potentially, you know, again, keep them in more games and, and give them opportunities to win games that maybe last season they wouldn't have necessarily been in position to come away with two points in. How frustrated were you last year in the playoffs when the Capitals seemed to be all in with Vanacek and Samsonov when they had some talent in Hershey in the form of Zach Fucale and uh, Phoenix Copley, who actually had a pretty decent season uh, with the Bears. Do you think that the Capitals did the right thing by going all in with Vitek, Vanacek, and Ilya Samsonov? Or should they have at least tried a Hail Mary pass and gone with Fucale towards the end there and see if uh, they would have given them a, a better push in the playoffs? Yeah, to, to your point, I think that would have been a, a, a Hail Mary. And Zach Fucali did show himself well in the in the limited sample size we saw. I think he showed himself well if memory serves and in maybe gel appearances last year. Of course, bursting onto the scene with that shutout in his NHL debut. That was a very memorable night in Detroit. But, uh, yeah, it, it, as far as last year is concerned, Samsonov and Banachek were the two that they were going to going to ride with the two that i'll make the case you know have the higher ceilings in the regular season uh he did show himself well in in the stanley cup playoffs albeit in a small sample size and in, in that first round series against florida so i don't know that there's necessarily regret in 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 city man to be a number one goaltender you just have to do it for for, for longer and uh you know you do it more convincingly more consistently if you will yeah, that was my frustration throughout uh, last season was that Brian McClellan was kind of all in on uh, Vanacek and Samsonov. But, I mean, in all fairness, we the Capitals did their due diligence with that tandem. So to finally turn the page and go with Kemper and Lindgren uh, uh, seems to be the right thing to do. I know that the Capitals... Dan, 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 if I could just jump in for a minute, I, I do think as well there was an appetite and efforts were made to potentially bolster the position leading up to the trade deadline. Uh, obviously, the trades didn't materialize, but I, I, I do believe, I have reason to believe that there was an effort leading into the trade deadline. We know Marc-Andre Fleury didn't necessarily have the appetite to come play for Washington, given the, the history there, uh, having spent so much time 
with the rival Penguins, but I think there was an appetite to, to potentially strengthen it with a veteran. And that goes back to what you were asking a minute ago. You know, could they have dipped in to Phoenix Copley, to Zach Bucalli? I don't necessarily think that's what they were really looking for, more so a veteran, somebody who maybe would have had more playoff experience, somebody who could, you know, handle the ups and flows maybe better than Samsonov and Banachek ultimately demonstrated. So the Washington Capitals signed a backup goalie today. They signed Charlie Lindgren to a deal. Do you ultimately think that he will be the backup, or do you think there's going to be a battle in training camp uh, to kind of fight for that number two job in the form of, like, say, a Fukale? Um, uh, or do you think that it's Charlie's job as of right now? Uh, yeah, I think both those things could be correct. I think it will be Charlie's job coming out of training camp, and you've invested in him. You've, you've agreed to term with him on a three-year deal. Uh, that said, I'm sure Zach Fucali again, especially after having made the NHL cameos last last season, the cameo appearances, uh, I would think that he'll have an opportunity to at least push for the job and, and you know, be given a look in preseason in the training camp to, to make another impression on the coaching staff. But uh, I, I do think you brought in Charlie Lindgren to, to be that prototypical backup and to, to spell Darcy Kemper as, as needed. So in other moves today, the Capitals also signed Eric Gustafson uh, to kind of fill the void of Schultz, who left today. How are you feeling about the Capitals' defense going into the fall? Um, I know that Alex Alexiev was slated for his slot on the big team, but now he's been sidelined with that shoulder injury. What are your feelings on the Washington Capitals' defense at this moment? Uh, yeah, the top four remains unchanged. You know, Faravari with Carlson and Orlov back with Jensen, assuming the Bears remain intact. And that Jensen pairing, I thought, showed themselves very well last year. They, they impressed, and they were used in quite a bit of shutdown situations and, and showed themselves very well. So you go lower down the depth chart now, you're on to your third pair, which is where Eric Gustafson would seemingly slide in with uh, Trevor Van Riemsdyk who, again, Ben Riemsdyk showed himself very well last year. And for a third pairing, you know, between Gustafson and Trevor Van Riemsdyk, that's a partnership that's costing you less than $2 million next season. So uh, there's a potential for some, some value there, if you will. And Gustafson is a guy, you know, speaking to hearing from general manager Brian McClellan and Peter Laviolette earlier today, you know, they, they like his ability to sort of break out of his zone and to join the rush and to get the puck quickly to his teammates, to get the puck quickly up to the forwards. I think it was McClellan who joked that the forwards are going to love being on the ice with Eric Gustafson because he's all about pushing the play off ice and, uh, you know, showed that potential years ago in Chicago, uh, a 19-goal, 60-point campaign going back to 18-19 with the Blackhawks. So, uh, some offensive upside there, and um, you know, looking forward to seeing him again. Just on that one-year pack, that uh, at eight hundred thousand, the potential for some some good value. And to your point, Alexeyev injured to start the year, underwent the off-season shoulder surgery. Uh, Matt Irwin, from what we understand, will be back. I don't believe that's official just yet, but Matt Irwin's going to be back as sort of your seventh AP. And uh, we think there will be an opportunity as well out of training camp for Lucas Johansson to potentially. Uh, begin the year on the big club as well. So you, you, you've got some depth there uh, as far as the six, seven, eight uh, on the back end are concerned. So Lucas Johansson also signed a deal here recently. Do you think he has a spot on this Capitals team? All right. So after the break here, we'll continue to talk to Ben Raby about the Capitals on their free agency day. But first, 
Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy and wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I wanted to see what the hype was about. Now I've been taking it for a few months and I love it. It doesn't taste like super healthy. It kind of has a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to taking each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-based superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. Now, I personally use it because I have young children at home, and I could use that extra boost of energy. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. While still tasting good, supports better sleep and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. The importance of a multivitamin. Tons of people take some sort of multivitamin, so it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body actually absorbs. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's the one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself. Your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important. It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all these different supplements separately. So, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting bo- vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I think he has the opportunity to compete for one, and I think management and the coaching staff, I think they're high on him, Dan. I think they're higher on him maybe than they would have been at this time a year ago. And, and just for context, what I mean by that is is his time in Hershey was pretty limited the previous few years uh, due to injuries and, you know, the seasons themselves were shortened due to, due to COVID. But over a three-year span, he had only played 59 games combined and then last year, he played north of 60 games with Hershey, and he was playing primarily top pair minutes, uh, both special teams units on the ice and late game situations, down by a goal, up by a goal, protecting a late game lead, trying to mount a comeback. And he really, I would say, worked his way back in conversation, uh, earned himself the one-game cameo last December. It was only one game, but... A nice feather in his cap to at long last make that NHL debut. And I know it certainly I uh, would think it would whet his appetite to, to do more. And I would think he would be the, the first in line, if you will, from from the guys who have uh, especially with Alexei out with the injured, would say he'd be number chart as far as guys who are potentially uh, ready to make that jump and, and look for some regular NHL duty, whether as a healthy scratch and an extra or a guy who could potentially see time. Uh, in the top six, but I would Okay, so one of my greatest concerns uh, heading into this next season is the center position and Nick Backstrom. Uh, as we know, the stats are not on his side. Um, he had that uh, hip resurfacing procedure done, and uh, you know it's not a real high success rate. 
Who do you think fills in in Nick Backstrom's uh, absence? I did see that the Capitals signed what appears to be a depth signing Henrik Borgstrom, who is a center. I don't think that necessarily he is going to fill that void. Is this time for Connor McMichael to step up and her- earn his spot on this team? For Connor McMichael, first of all, they want Connor McMichael playing center at least next year, moving forward. He played primarily on the wing and saw some time uh, as a centerman when they were shorthanded down the middle. But last year, he played primarily in the wing as he acclimated to, to life as a full-time NHLer. Uh, it's been acknowledged several times this offseason that there is an appetite to get Connor McMichael playing full-time as a center. And where that ultimately falls in the depth chart, is it on the second line? Would it be in a third line? You know, maybe limit minutes. Yeah, but I do think the opportunity will be there to down the middle and ideally to take advantage of ice time and to potentially fill that void on the second line. It's not easy to fill the skates of, uh, of a Nick Backstrom, of course, and there's so much that Nick does so well, but at least to surround him with some other top six talent, uh, you know, some veteran forwards that could surround him on the wings. Uh, I do think there is a desire for McMichael to, to help fill the void. And I would think Lars Eller after, you know, he was in and out of the lineup a little bit last year. He had two stints on the COVID list. You may recall, I would think Lars Eller is chomping at the bit as well to, to have a little bit of a bounce back season, if you will. And uh, I think there's an opportunity for him as well to contribute to potentially uh, fill the void. And who knows, there could still be a, uh, you know, so something out there via trade or, or a free agent signing for some additional depth, as you noted. But, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, there certainly is an opportunity for Connor McMichael and one that if all goes according to plan, he would be able to successfully uh, take advantage of and make the most of. All right, so after the break here, we will continue to talk with Ben Raby of Caps this morning as we talk about a free agency and what other moves will the Washington Capitals make before the start of next season. But first, from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk bar, right? But guess what? Your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. That's right, the coconut brownie chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewable marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness, but stop drooling and listen. They are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are here for a limited time, so go to Built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing, and let me tell you something. I have kids at home, and they love these. So, all Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of healthy benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about Built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They are the perfect treat, perfect when you have a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you need a quick, healthy snack, they are an excellent source of protein. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Go to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at Built.com. 
All right. So the next player of concern is Tom Wilson, who suffered that injury in game one of the playoffs against the Panthers. Kind of a, a freak fluke accident, if you ask me. I, you know, when he got injured, I thought he'd maybe miss a shift, but then he kind of just did a spin on the ice during intermission. And that was it for Tom Wilson. How concerned are you about him being out of the lineup? He plays an integral role on the team. He's a bit of a four-leaf clover. Uh, he's got that big frame, plus he can score goals. Who slots in for Tom Wilson in his absence? He's going to miss you know, uh, the first um, quarter of the season or the first few months anyway. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, a few things. Number one... You just can't replace Tom Wilson. You just can't. I mean, league-wide, forget just in-house in Washington, just league-wide, there are so few players that bring the skill set that he has from the physicality to the 20-goal potential to his play on both special teams units to, again, all situations. And just, you know, everybody kind of plays a little bit bigger when Tom Wilson you know, you know that Tom Wilson, you know, on the ice, you could play a little bit bigger yourself. I think there is a trickle-down effect. I am a believer in that. And uh, so, and not to mention all the intangibles and the leadership ability, you know, capabilities that he has and traits. Uh, you know, really somebody who could who could pull the team in the fight, to use a little bit of a cliche there. But it could be, you know, a, a little bit of a sleepy night, maybe the second game in as many nights. And he's one guy in Tom Wilson who always comes to play. And again, that could be infectious. That could have a, a rub off effect on his teammates. And uh, I, I, it's so hard to quantify just what his absence, uh, you know, means to the team. Uh, so it is very, very hard to, to fill that void. That said... Um, you know, if you're going to try to fill some of the area, some of the ice time, again, a guy who plays 17, 18 minutes a night, uh, you know, TJ Oshie, you hope he's healthy again next year and can produce. He had a terrific first round series against Florida, as you may recall. He was doing some heavier lifting in that first round series. Uh, Anthony Mantha is another guy, you know, we didn't see a whole lot of him last year after he suffered the shoulder injury in early November. He's a guy, he has a big frame. He doesn't always play big like a physical brand of hockey, but he could be big in terms of a guy who you'd like to think could win puck battles in the corners, along the boards, you know, park that big frame of his atop the crease, potentially on the power play. So those are two guys in terms of veterans, Mantha and Oshie, who could help fill some of the characteristics that Tom Wilson had, half the way bringing the physical elements, but it's just so hard, Dan. It's so hard to quantify his value. And, um, you know, just how hard it will be uh, to fill that void, hopefully for not too long, but we're certainly anticipating for the first couple of months of the regular season at least. All right. So let's pivot a little bit here and talk about the draft. In the first, in the first round, they picked Miro Shashenko. Um, he's going to be a left wing, a Russian. I think he's almost kind of fixing to be like an Alex Ovechkin 2.0 it is a bit of a calculated risk considering um, his uh, lymphoma that he had. Do you think the Capitals did the right thing by selecting Miro Shishenko in the first round? Or was there someone else that they should have picked? No, I think that's an appropriate pick based as well on the skill set that he brings and the Capitals' desire to stock up and try to add in the system and in the prospect pool some, some high-end 
offensive talent. You know, eventually, you know, this is years from now, but eventually, you know, the clock will uh, seemingly run out on, on Alex Ovechkin. At least that's what we anticipate will happen. You know, sometimes it, it seems like he just continues to defeat Father Time, does Alex Ovechkin. But uh, the ability, as you noted, uh, you, you know, we're not going to compare him to Ovechkin, but again, the similar, you know, the left wing, the right shot, a guy who loves to shoot, a power play, power play fixture from the left face-off circle uh, in his junior years overseas, and a guy who, you know, plays big, you know, from what we understand, scores a lot of his goals going to the high traffic areas and, you know, sort of plays a rough and tumble game, you know, a little bit of that power forward type mold. Uh, so I think he checks a lot of boxes uh, of what the Capitals were looking for, and uh, maybe there is a little bit of a risk there just in terms of, you know, the what he's been dealing with, with the, with the Hodgkin's lymphoma. And, you know, he hasn't played since January, but I think the Capitals are confident not only in their own research and the medical reports and then the medical research that they did with their training staff and his doctors, but also you don't have to look too far, Dan, but you look just two years ago, was, uh, you know, not apples to apples, but a little bit of a similar situation where Hendricks LaPierre, a quote unquote top 10 talent, you know, fell to them. In the low 20s, they actually traded up to get him at 22nd overall. But a guy who had dealt with injuries, and there were health concerns and questions, so it was a you know high risk, high reward potentially pick with Hendricks Lapierre. And so far, while his career is still you know getting set now, but so far since they've drafted him, they've obviously been very pleased with how that's turned out and his progress, and obviously hoping for a, a similar script here uh, in terms of. Uh, uh, this year's pick in Vera uh, Shinchenko there. So uh, I know one thing for sure that you and John are going to have your hands full uh, trying to say that name all season long. I think I'm going to adapt the Miro that I've seen uh, being used around. Um, <laughs> so just kind of taking a look at this next season, how confident are you in this Capitals team with the changes that they've made? I'm going to ask you to look into your crystal ball here and in, in see where does this Capitals team finish? I know it's a long ways out, but with the, with the recipe that they have in the pot right now, what is the outlook for this Capitals team? Well, a few things. I think the, the, the two big things, you know, to bring it full circle here, the two big things are, number one, you, you've made seemingly a big upgrade in goal. And I think that bodes very well. I think if there was, you know, one area that they were looking to, to really address this offseason, uh, it was the goaltending position, and they've done that. And it makes me wonder, you know, maybe what the team could have done a year or even two ago had the consistent, reliable goaltending, you know, been available to them. It, it wasn't the only reason why they fell short of ultimate expectations last year, but it was a contributing factor, we'll say. So they've addressed that. I, I do think my... my concerned for lack of a better word my concern going into next season and it's natural is again the, the health issues and then the, the long-term absence of Nick Backstrom how you fill that void and as we discussed a few minutes ago the early season potentially multi-month absence of Tom Wilson and I do think this is still a playoff team it is very much a playoff team that that'll be in the mix and I would think realistically Dan if the team can and a tread water, for lack of a better word, over the past over the first few months of the season, and put themselves in position where 
Tom Wilson returns, you know, maybe around Christmas time, maybe earlier, who knows, but you get Tom Wilson back. It's a welcome jolt. And then you see come trade deadline, you might have a better idea of Nick Backstrom's status, whether he's available to come back or if you potentially place him on LTIR and you have him on LTIR for the duration of the season, which maybe presents some different options in terms of some salary cap space. Again, that's looking far ahead. It's a hypothetical, but it is there. And if you get the trade deadline, you know what you could potentially add. So in other words, uh, I, I think if they could show themselves okay the first half of the season, I think the team could potentially put itself put itself in position to really get going in the second half if you follow. Once you either start to get healthier or if you could potentially make an ad to, to help, you know, put you over the top, if you will, and, and give your roster the necessary uh, finishing touches, if you are, in fact, still shorthanded without Backstrom uh, as the regular season nears its finish. All right, Ben Raby from Caps Radio and Caps This Morning Podcast. Thank you very much for joining me today. Yeah, appreciate it, Dan. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, I look forward to talking to you again in the future. Right. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the world of hockey on Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Tomorrow I will break down any other news pertaining to the Washington Capitals as the moves seem to keep coming in. But uh, I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening.